In the past two decades, the United States military has moved more and more toward waging war secretly in the shadows using special operations forces. And the US military has deployed special ops commandos to more than 150 countries. That represents around 80% of the countries on Earth. And what are these US special ops forces doing? Well. We don't really know because it's done in secret. However, there are a few media reports that shine some light on what special ops commandos have been doing abroad. And in particular, the New York Times has reported that US special operations forces abroad have been training proxy armies to wage what it calls irregular warfare against US adversaries, namely countries like Russia and Iran. And the New York Times has admitted that those proxy forces trained by the US military are not vetted for a history of war crimes or torture or other atrocities. That is to say, this is admission citing US government documents that the US military recruits criminals and people who have carried out atrocities abroad in order to serve as proxy armies on behalf of the United States in order to wage proxy wars against adversaries targeted by the US State Department. This explosive information was disclosed in a New York Times report on May 14th titled Rules for Pentagon Use of Proxy Forces Shed Light on a Shadowy War Power. The report states that US Special Operations Forces are not required to vet for past human rights violations by the foreign troops they arm and train as surrogates. That's another way of saying proxy. And it cites two different Pentagon programs, one of which is for so-called counterterrorism operations, and the other is for irregular warfare against US adversaries. And it notes that under the so-called counterterrorism program, U.S. commandos pay, train, and equip foreign partner forces and then dispatch them on kill or capture operations. In the other program, the Pentagon creates a surrogate force for irregular warfare, which is aimed at disrupting nation-state rivals, that is, adversaries of the United States, via operations that fall short of full armed conflict, but include sabotage, hacking, and propaganda, or they call it information campaign, but really we're talking about a disinformation campaign or information warfare. The New York Times acknowledged that these are proxy forces, and it says that proxy forces have become an increasingly important part of American foreign policy. The United States has increasingly relied on supporting or deputizing local partner forces in places like Niger and Somalia. However, those are just two out of the 154 countries where US Special Ops Commandos have been deployed. I'll come back to that point later. The New York Times notes that this is part of a strategy of moving away from deploying large numbers of US troops and on the ground as it did in places like Iraq and Afghanistan. And the goal is to reduce the risk of American casualties and blowback from being seen as occupiers. Now for this report in the New York Times, the Pentagon, that is the US Department of Defense, 
refused to disclose a list of the countries where these special operations commandos are active in training proxies. However, the investigative journalist Nick Terse, who's one of the best out there, he published a report at The Intercept in 2021 that provides a little more information about U.S. special operations. And he revealed, citing U.S. government documents, that U.S. special operations forces were deployed to 154 countries, or roughly 80% of the world's nations as of 2020. However, the report acknowledges that information about where exactly these elite forces conduct missions, under what authorities they operate, who they have killed, and whether they're adhering to the laws of armed conflict is closely guarded, buried in obscure legal provisions, shrouded in secrecy, or allegedly unknown. And these operations are overseen specifically by the Pentagon's Special Operations Command. And it includes some familiar names like Navy SEALs. You know, there's lots of propaganda movies and video games about them. Also, the Army's Special Operations Commandos, who are the Green Berets, and the Marine Corps also has their Raiders. Nick Terse reported that U.S. Special Operations Command has grown exponentially over the last 20 years, especially with the so-called War on Terror. In 2001, Special Operations had $3.1 billion in funding. As of 20 years later, it was $13 billion. And there are now today 74,000 U.S. military personnel who, and civilians who are involved in Special Operations up from 43,000 before 9-11. And in an average week, as of 2021, there are 4,500 U.S. Special Ops Commandos deployed abroad. And to give a context of just how important they've become in U.S. military operations around the globe, the report notes that Special Ops Forces make up only around 3% of American military personnel. However, they represent more than 40% of the casualties in conflicts. So the main point to take away from this, what this shows is that over the years, there has been more and more criticism of the United States for its blatant imperialist wars in places like Iraq and Afghanistan. So instead of directly waging war like a colonial occupier, the US has been waging secretive shadow wars across the world and has deployed tens of thousands of special operations forces to 80% of the countries on Earth. This is part of a globe-spanning empire, and these, those imperial war, irregular war, shadow war operations are done secretly. Now, if we go back to the New York Times report from this May, it reports on two different special operations programs that were disclosed in these documents obtained by the Freedom of Information Act. And one program is called Section 127E, which is known as 127 ECHO. And that is the so-called counterterrorism operations in which U.S. Special Ops forces create proxies abroad. And that program on the books has $100 million in the budget. And then there's another program called Section 1202, and that has a budget of 15 million, and that is dedicated to creating proxies in order to wage 
a regular warfare against U.S. adversaries like Russia and Iran. However, I should point out that these figures are very likely conservative. These are just the official numbers on the books in these documents. But we know from the history of U.S. special operations and covert operations that frequently the CIA and the Pentagon have a black budget. They have money that's off the books, so they carry out a lot of operations that we don't even know about using other sources of funding, which are often linked to organized crime, by the way. Now, as I pointed out, the Pentagon refused to give a list of countries where these programs are active. However, one of the countries that was acknowledged was Ukraine. So we have evidence that the Pentagon, before Russia invaded Ukraine, in 2022, the Pentagon had an irregular warfare program where it was training proxy forces in Ukraine in order to wage a proxy war against Russia. And again, I want to stress, this is before Russia invaded Ukraine. And by the way, this is in addition to a similar program that the CIA had training Ukrainian proxy forces in order to wage a war against Russia before Russia invaded. And that was admitted in Yahoo News in a report in March 2022 titled Secret CIA Training Program in Ukraine Helped Kiev Prepare for Russian Invasion. And there was another report in Yahoo News in January 2022, a month before Russia invaded Ukraine, that revealed that the CIA was training Ukrainian paramilitary groups inside the United States itself. So this is in addition to the Pentagon's special operations forces that are training proxies abroad. So the CIA and the Pentagon are waging proxy war and irregular war against Russia and other countries abroad. Now, the New York Times report on the Pentagon recruiting of these foreign proxies does disclose that they are vetted. However, they're not vetted for past atrocities or human rights violations committed. Instead, they're vetted for their political views, their posts on social media, etc., to make sure they're not anti-U.S., to make sure they're not going to attack or spy on U.S. forces. And as the New York Times reported, the vetting is for counterintelligence risks. It does not mention violations of human rights. So when the U.S. is looking for proxies, if they've committed torture or extrajudicial killings or the R crime, which I'm not going to mention because this will probably be censored by YouTube, but, you know, horrific crime committed against women. If, if these proxy forces have committed those horrific crimes against humanity, well, they can still be recruited by the U.S. military. That's okay. But if they posted something on the U on social media criticizing the U.S., well, then they're not going to be recruited. So <laughs> criminals allowed, but not people who have political views Washington doesn't like. So there you go. That's, that's Washington for you. And in addition, so that's for the so-called counterterrorism proxies that, that you, the Pentagon creates. In terms of the irregular warfare program, it does also does not require human rights vetting. So criminals can be recruited as well to wage irregular war, proxy war against Russia or Iran or whoever the U.S. else is targeting. Now, I mentioned that the New York Times report highlighted that Russia was one of the countries targeted by the Pentagon's 
irregular warfare program. But we have another report from Yahoo News in 2021 that reveals that the Pentagon was also targeting Iran as part of its irregular warfare program. And this report is titled Frustrated with CIA, Trump administration turned the Pentagon for shadow war with Iran. And this report is by Zach Dorfman, who is a Yahoo News national security correspondent who's very close to the Pentagon. He's basically, you know, a, a water boy for the U.S. Department of Defense. And if the U.S. military wants to leak information, they'll often leak it to him and he'll obediently report it. So this is information coming from the mouth of the U.S. military. The report reveals that in the last month of his presidency, Donald Trump signed off on an extensive secret Pentagon campaign to conduct sabotage, propaganda, and psychological and information warfare in Iran. And this is overseen once again by the U.S. military's special operations forces. So we see a pattern. Special ops are being used around the world as these wars that the U.S. wages everywhere are being more and more secret, more secretive in the shadows. And the report acknowledges that Washington's goal is to undermine the Iranian people's faith in their government and also shake the government's sense of competence and stability. So it's to destabilize the government and turn the Iranian people against their government. And it included a 200-page package of different forms of irregular warfare, unconventional warfare, that the U.S. military plans to use against Iran. And the goal is to cause the Iranians to doubt their control over the country. Now, as with all wars, this is completely bipartisan. So Donald Trump himself was waging this irregular war against Iran. It was part of the Trump administration's so-called maximum pressure strategy against Iran. And it was overseen by the neoconservative war criminals that Trump himself appointed, including National Security Advisor John Bolton, whom Trump personally appointed, and his CIA director turned Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, whom Trump also handpicked. And Trump handpicked the neoconservative war criminal Elliot Abrams, to oversee the irregular war against Venezuela and also Iran. So we know that countries targeted by the U.S. in, in the, this irregular warfare include Russia, Iran, and Venezuela, and you can bet there are others. Those are just the ones we know about publicly. And the report also acknowledges that the Biden administration may continue carrying out this irregular war that was approved by Donald Trump. The report refers to this as a shadow war against Iran, and the plan acknowledged the likelihood that Iranians would be killed in so-called kinetic acts of sabotage and other operations. Those are attacks. When the Pentagon says kinetic, it's a euphemism. It means physical attacks. And it refers to this as irregular warfare. So this is obviously referring to the same program that the New York Times was reporting on this May. Now, for the people who absurdly claim that Donald Trump is anti-war, which he's not at all, the report acknowledges that Trump was angry. He was supremely disappointed that these options for irregular war against Iran were only presented to him toward the end of his administration. He would have liked to have done this earlier. 
And by the way, for the people who absurdly claim that Trump is supposedly anti-war, let's not forget, on, in January 2020, Trump carried out an extreme act of war against Iran, killing Iran's top general, Qasem Soleimani, in a drone strike when Soleimani was in Iraq trying to oversee peace talks between Saudi Arabia and Iran. And he was murdered by a U.S. drone strike, along with a top Iraqi military official, Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis, who had, along with the Iranian government, had overseen the war to defeat ISIS. And Trump rewarded Iran and Iraq for defeating ISIS by killing their top military commanders who helped defeat ISIS. So that's so-called anti-war Trump. I mean, in addition to the coup attempt and, and hybrid war he waged against Venezuela, the economic war and trade war he waged against China, the expansion of the war in Yemen, the expansion of the war on Syria, the expansion of the war in Afghanistan, him boasting about Trump boasted of stealing Syria's oil. And then they say he left troops in Syria. You know what I did? I left troops to take the oil. I took the oil. The only troops I have are taking the oil. They're protecting the oil. I took well, over We're taking the oil. oil. We're not taking well, oil. Well, maybe we're, we will. Maybe we won't. They're I mean, protecting we, the facility. I don't know. Maybe we should take it. But we have the oil. Right now, the United States has the oil. Um, anyway, the point is that Trump was waging irregular war against multiple countries, including the Pentagon. And he signed off on the U.S. military's irregular warfare, shadow warfare campaign against Iran. Although I'm not in any way trying to absolve Joe Biden and let him off the hook, he is just as much of a war criminal as Donald Trump, and Joe Biden has continued these aggressive acts of war because they are bipartisan. In the United States, imperialism is completely bipartisan among both parties, Republicans and Democrats. Now, speaking of Trump, this Yahoo News report also reveals that Trump was working with the Israeli government in order to carry out attacks on Iran. And Trump told the Israeli regime to carry out the kinetic operations, that is the physical attacks, and the U.S. would carry out the maximum pressure campaign. So in this case, it's good cop, bad cop, or really it's bad cop, even worse cop where the U.S. and Israel are working together to wage war on Iran. And this Pentagon operation is in addition to the CIA operation to destabilize Iran. So in addition to the Pentagon's special operations irregular warfare campaign, the CIA has a decades-long campaign focusing on countering Iran's nuclear program, sowing dissent within the government, and delegitimizing the government in the eyes of the Iranian public while also combating Iranian influence abroad. In 2018, Trump himself approved CIA operations to wage cyber war against Iran, and that included covert hacking and dumping of Iranian government information and also targeting Russia. I'll come back to that thought in a second. And it included cyber attacks on Iranian infrastructure. And we now know that there was a virus that was unleashed that, that did serious damage to Iranian infrastructure that was called Stuxnet that was created by the US and Israel and used to attack Iran as part of a cyber war operation. A CIA official admitted that, quote, 
human life was not so much a concern in this U.S. irregular warfare campaign targeting Iran. So Washington didn't care if Iranians died. It's war. It's not direct war with U.S. boots on the ground, but it's war. And a point that I really want to stress here is that these documents from mainstream media sources reveal that these irregular war campaigns that the U.S. has been waging against countries like Russia and Iran and Venezuela are not only overseen by the CIA. The CIA's covert operations are very well known about publicly, at least we know they exist. We don't know what they're doing exactly because they're secretive, right? But the point I'm stressing here is that the Pentagon also does something very similar as part of its irregular warfare operations using special ops. And special ops forces have been deployed to more than 150 countries, more than 80, roughly 80% of the countries on Earth. And that is also using proxies, not just U.S. forces themselves. And finally, to conclude here today, I want to look at one other mainstream media report that admits what kind of irregular warfare the U.S. has been waging against Russia. And this is a New York Times report titled U.S. Escalates Online Attacks on Russia's Power Grid. This was published in 2019, so three years before Russia invaded Ukraine. And it revealed, I'm reading from the New York Times, quote, the United States is stepping up digital incursions into Russia's electric power grid in a warning to President Vladimir Putin and a demonstration of how the Trump administration is using new authorities to deploy cyber tools more aggressively. So for anyone who absurdly claims that Trump was pro-Russia. Well, here we have an example of Trump waging cyber war, irregular war, unconventional war against Russia. Trump was quite literally waging war on Russia. It was bipartisan, of course. Obama was waging war against Russia as well. And Biden has continued it to a whole new level. But this is bipartisan. And liberals always claim that Trump was supposedly, you know, a, a Putin puppet, which is absurd a crazy conspiracy theory. And conservatives critical of the war in Ukraine often try to claim that Russia supposedly supported peace with Russia. But no, Trump was also waging war against Russia because again, this is bipartisan in the United States. Both parties are warmongering imperialist parties. And this New York Times report acknowledges that, that the US cyber attack operations against Russia went go back to 2012. So they started under Obama. They were escalated under Trump. And then they were escalated yet again under Biden. The New York Times reported that since 2012, at least that we know of, the U.S. has been putting reconnaissance probes into the control systems of the Russian electric grid. So this is not just the Russian military that's being targeted. Or in the case of Iran, it's not just nuclear facilities. We're talking about civilian electric power targeting Russia. And under Trump, the U.S. strategy shifted more toward offensive operations with the placement of potentially crippling malware inside the Russian electrical system at a depth and with an aggressiveness that had never been tried before. So thanks, Trump. And they also acknowledge that these are basically kind of sleeper cell forces, the, this technology that the U.S. put 
to conduct cyber strikes on Russia if a major conflict broke out between Washington and Moscow. And of course, that's what we're seeing now with this proxy war that the U.S. is waging against Russia in Ukraine. An anonymous senior intelligence official told The New York Times, this is in 2019, quote, it has gotten far, far more aggressive over the past year. He's referring to Trump drastically escalating the aggressive cyber war the U.S. was waging against Russia. And he said, quote, we are doing things at a scale that we never contemplated a few years ago. And if Trump was doing that, drastically escalating Obama's irregular war against Russia, imagine what the Biden administration is doing, even drastically escalating the drastic escalation that Trump did. On that note, in fact, I did a separate report looking at the evidence these reports that reveal that the CIA and NATO are actually carrying out sabotage attacks inside Russian territory itself since the Russian invasion, targeting Russian infrastructure like roads and bridges and electrical facilities. So we already know that these operations are being carried out, and we probably only know a tiny little percentage of what is actually being done. If you want to get more information about that, I will link to the other report in the description below. But on that note, I'm going to conclude here. If you like the work that we do here, please consider going to geopoliticaleconomy.com support. And there are several ways you can donate to us. The best ways you can become a patron over at patreon.com slash geopolitical economy. We have no institutional support. We have no big sponsors. We rely entirely on small individual donors from our viewers and our listeners. And on that note, please also subscribe on whatever platform you're on. If it's YouTube or SoundCloud or whatever the podcasting app is. All of these episodes are available as both videos and as podcasts. I'm Ben Norton. I'm editor of Geopolitical Economy Report. I want to thank you for joining us today, and I'll see you next time.